Here's where the chants from LGBTQ advocates just moments after the House Judiciary Committee passed House Bill 470, a bill that would ban gender-affirming care for those under the age of 18. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say, welcome back to another episode of the Frankfurt Link. I am Mark Payne, the politics and government reporter for Link NKY. I'm coming to you from Frankfort, Kentucky, where I'm covering the 2023 Kentucky General Assembly Legislative Session and bringing you the political news that matters most to Northern Kentucky. The Frankfort Link is sponsored by Roebling Solutions. Link NKY keeps our community updated on policy and political changes with our boots on the ground reporting. However, it can be overwhelming determining how your organization should respond in an ever-changing political climate. Roebling Solutions, led by Shane Nome, uses a decade of experience and relationships working with all levels of government to help their clients achieve specific policy and political goals. Whether it's state house or courthouse, Roebling Solutions will help you bridge business and policy. With tears in her eyes, Northern Kentucky Representative Kim Banta, a Republican from Fort Mitchell, said that she's worked so hard to prevent conversion therapy in the LGBTQ community. Just moments after the committee passed House Bill 470, Banta said she just felt upset. I just, I just very deeply care about kids and people, and I think that families need to make decisions for their kids. And I realize I never want kids harmed, but Dr. Bowling was my kid's pediatrician, and he's very involved in this. And I trust him with, I trust him with my children's lives. I trust him with my life, and he feels very passionate that this is important. And. I just, I'm really upset for families right now. I'm upset because I feel like we denigrated the medical profession. I feel like we have, um, I feel like we we are making people feel less than, and, and I can't, I don't like that. Banta cast one of seven no votes on the committee, with two other Northern Kentucky legislators, Representative Kim Moser, a Republican from Taylor Mill, and Representative Stephanie Dietz, a Republican from Edgewood, also casting no votes. Moser, the chair of the Health Services Committee, ripped into the bill and after the committee meeting said the bill would have lasting effects on the health care profession. It really um, is going to impact, impact not only our kids, but it's going to impact our health care worker issue and that's going to have real downstream effects. House Bill 470 passed out of committee just after 1.30 p.m. with 14 yes votes. Northern Kentucky Rep. Steve Rawlings, a Republican from Burlington, Marianne Proctor, a Republican from Union, Savannah Maddox, a Republican from Dry Ridge, and Steve Doan, a Republican from Erlanger, voted in favor of the bill. In committee, the bill received passionate testimony from those in favor and those against. However, the meeting went in an unusual order. Usually, legislators present the bill first. HB 470 contained a committee sub, a change to the bill's original version, that the public or the press didn't have access to until Representative Jennifer Decker, a Republican from Wadi, presented the substitute after hearing testimony against the previous version of the bill. There is no quality long-term study to establish that there is no long-term benefit to gender transition services. And more importantly, there is long-term evidence that these services result in permanent lifelong harm to children.
In addition to banning transition services for those under 18, the bill would also require an investigation of any reports of this happening. A doctor would also lose their license and be financially viable for any services they rendered. It would also allow a parent to take legal action against the doctor within 30 years of the youth receiving the transition services. Luca Hine, who detransitioned, said she received a double mastectomy and hormone therapy at the age of 16 and urged the committee to vote in favor of the bill. Hello, my name is Luca Hine and I was a trans kid. I'm here today as someone who not only went through the gender-affirming care system as a minor, but as someone who has been permanently harmed by these medical practices. I was just a young teenager with multiple mental health issues, including severe depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Along with that, I have been preyed upon, groomed, and sexually exploited online to the point of authorities getting involved. As a result of everything, I fell into a spiral of hatred towards myself and my body. The medical system did not seem concerned with the underlying issues causing the distress, the very distress that made me feel the need to escape my body at such a young age. Instead, I was affirmed down a path of medical intervention that I could not fully understand the long-term impacts and consequences of, nor fully consent to, due to both my age and my mental health conditions. At 16, the very first medical intervention I ever had was a double mastectomy. And then a few months later, I was put on testosterone. My parents were baited and bullied with the threat of me committing suicide if they didn't go along with everything. Despite the fact I have always maintained I was never suicidal. Told, would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? Those are not the words of a medical professional, but the words of an activist. A line from an activist that is not only unprofessional, but irresponsible and dangerous, as it goes against every way you should be talking about suicide. And it puts the idea in young people's heads that they only have two choices when there are always more than two options. As a result of this so-called gender-affirming care, if it could even be called care, at only 21, I feel as if my body is falling apart. I now deal with constant joint pain, rib and spine damage, heart issues, my vocal cords will ache. I watched as my muscle mass wasted away. I don't know if I will ever be able to carry a child and my breasts are gone. I feel completely abandoned by the medical professionals that did this to me. I will have to live with this for possibly the rest of my life, and so will the many other people come, like me who are coming forward to talk about it. I was just a young teenager who needed actual help, not drugs and surgery. I needed that chance to grow up safe and whole. But that was taken away from me the minute I was firmed down, affirmed down the pipeline that is the gender-affirming care industry. Minors cannot consent to being patients of a, to being lifelong patients of an experimental medical industry. Puberty and growing up aren't diseases that needed to be cured. Children deserve to know that their body isn't something needing to be fixed. They deserve to get actual help that will get to the bottom of what is causing their distress. They deserve to grow up whole. Please, it is time for the adults in the room to stand up and follow the lead of the medical system and states that have taken the steps to protect these children. Please give these, these kids a chance to grow up whole. Fisher Wells, a 13-year-old transgender girl from Louisville, 
and her mom, Jennifer Alonzo, spoke out in opposition of the bill. Hi, my name is Fisher Wells. Uh, I am 13 years old and I'm going to Atherton High School next school year, so that should be fun. Um, I just wanted to come here and say that I am in strong opposition to this bill. I got a puberty blocker implant a couple months ago, which was a very fun experience. Um, and I know a couple friends who have also gotten puberty blocker um, implants. But here's the thing. I also know a ton of people who are trans at school, but at home, their parents would kick them out and beat them bloody if they came out. I fear for them. I don't fear for myself, but I fear for my friends. Thank you so much, and please vote now. Thank you for your I'm going to skip to the end here. Um, please, I'm Jennifer. Sorry, I'm Jennifer Alonzo. I'm Fisher's mom. I want to tell you about a member of my family you haven't met. His arm muscles were like this. He wore cowboy boots. He voted for Trump twice, and he probably would have voted for all y'all. And he was an evangelical. When we told him about Fisher, he came to us with love and he sat Fisher and I down and he said, I want to tell you something I have never told anyone. And he said, I've always thought I was a woman. He told me that he fought against it his whole life because his father beat him and he knew he would kill him if he knew who he really was. He said his mother would have abandoned him. He was assaulted many times as a teenager because he hadn't quite learned how to hide it. He struggled his whole life to maintain his relationships, even with his children. He could do a relationship with one person and it was always his wife. He told Fisher and I that he was so glad things are different now. He said, y'all do what's right, you fight for what's right. And I told him, I thought things were different here in Kentucky, that maybe he could come out, maybe he could come to Kentucky and find a home with us and a, our wonderful community here. Maybe he could let himself be who he was just a little bit now. And he said no. It was too late and all the pain would be over soon. And I'm so sorry to tell you he was right. Because that was the last day I saw him before I had to say goodbye. So I'm going to ask you, because maybe someone you've loved your whole life is trans and hiding it and suffering right now. And they're suffering more because of what y'all are doing to them. So, do you want the Kentucky to be the Kentucky I see everywhere, but when I'm in this building? Or do you want the Kentucky that y'all are trying to create? After the bill passed the committee, LGBTQ advocates lined the hall of the Kentucky Capitol annex chanting shame. Legislators ushered the bill to the House floor, which convened at 2 p.m. and took up the bill at about 2.40 p.m. After nearly two hours of debate, the bill passed 75-22 as advocates chanted outside the House chamber. The only Republicans to vote no on the bill were Northern Kentucky Representatives Banta, Dietz, and Moser. Moser's statement on the floor noted that the eyes of the world were on Kentucky today. That's it for this week on the Frankfurt Link. I am Mark Payne, the politics and government reporter for Lincoln KY. As always, you can read my reporting and the reporting of my colleagues at linknky.com. Thanks for listening.
Now that you're up to date on this week's happenings in Frankfurt, head over to RoblingSolutions.com and schedule time to evaluate your organization's lobbying and governmental needs. They're here to help you bridge business and policy as well as bridge Northern Kentucky with Frankfurt.